from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Dave Byrne and Aaron Coleman with Josie and the Pussycats. Du jour means friendship on this week's product placement episode. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High on Film sobering talk about movies. And here we are. Nine. Nine left now. Final nine. How about that? I'm Chris Maxwell. I'm your host. And that's right, there are only nine episodes left. So listen to this one very, very closely and cherish it. Today, for episode 242, we are watching Josie and the Pussycats from 2001. Directed by Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. Written by uh, Mr. Elfont, Ms. Kaplan. Uh, based off characters by Richard Goldwater, Dan DiCarlo, and John L. Goldwater. How about that? This was my first viewing of the movie, and I found it to be surprisingly delightful. How about that? Let's get to my co-host, who's been here for all 242 episodes, and then some from Buzzed Off Films. Well, that's it. That's the total number, once you add those together. He is the co-host from The Couch. The... Blanking on it. The blanking on it, yeah, it's been a while. The co-host from the couch, the podcaster of disaster, the walking Kevin Bacon game, and the Brad Davis that God gave us, my co-host and friend, Mr. Brad Davis. Hi, Chris. Hi, Brad. Hi. Welcome back. Oh, good to be back. Ah, uh, you know what I should have said? What you? One of Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, you forgot that one. Yeah, we're in well, Avenger mode now. Well, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> okay. All right, well, that's unfortunate. This late in our, in our podcasting career. Yeah, it was about to happen at some point. You, you know, you're probably right. Just like Josie and the Pussycats. It was about to happen at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were bound to break up at some point, but then they get back together. Maybe I'm being subliminally convinced of something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. Brad, it's a very special day. Because, of course, in these, these final ten episodes that we're doing here, we're bringing back all of our favorite guests, uh, letting them get one more choice. And uh, we have two guests. The guest whose final appearance it is actually was like, hey, you know what? I want someone else on this show as well. So let's introduce them, and they can uh, tell us a little bit why, <laughs> why this movie means so much to them. Sounds How about like, that? Sounds like a plan, Chris. <laughs> All right. Our first guest. The guest of the guest. Sketch comedian. Actress. Friend of the show. Making her second to final appearance on High on Film. <laughs> That's correct. Her penultimate <laughs> High on Film. Aaron Coleman has returned. Uh, why does this movie mean so much to me? Because it's amazing. <laughs> and I will give uh, my actual host or co-host the onus of saying why. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, well, let me introduce him here. He is a great friend of the show. A connoisseur of mm. comics. A sultan of schlock. A man who has been with us for two okay. high-on film marathons. Two buzzed-off uh, film mini-episodes. He has done five sequels, seven comic book movies, and 15 appearances on High On Film. The best sound guy you've ever heard of. Most handsome as well. Dave Byrne returns to the show. <laughs> Thank you. That's... Wow. I did not realize I had been here this many times. Yes, sir. Um, you are the... Uh, King, you are the champ of High on Film. Shit. No one has wow. been on more than you. Wow. It was those marathons that pushed me over the edge. It really it was. It definitely was. And I blame you guys for those. It's yeah. your copious yeah. amounts of free time. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on your back catalog, but I think there are a few we have to just talk about. <laughs> your first movie, Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. You're welcome. Bobby. It has expanded your ideas of what a film could and should be. No, should not be. <laughs> and I still think it might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Well, okay. I know your final, uh, other than this, your your penultimate choice, because your final movie uh, before this one was Spider-Man 3, which is not your choice. We made no. you do that one. But before that, it was Double O Kid, which you and Brad both agreed on. Yeah. <laughs> really twist my arm into these, like... Yeah. I'll take those. Mm -hmm. So your, your first four are all terrible. It's Boondock 2, You Only Live Twice, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, and Transformers Age of Extinction. Those are your first four appearances <laughs> on High On Film, Dave. Oh no, they said they were all terrible. All right. You know what? Your final four, uh, 
are much better. <laughs> uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> nice. Yep. Unfortunately, Double O Can. Spider Man Three. And Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> okay. So obviously, one side rings a little. Uh, yeah, I, I've been moving up. I, I gave you the, I gave you the bad parts first. It's, yeah. Eat your veggies first. Um, yeah, I'll stand behind any one of those choices. They're all fantastic. Um, yeah. In addition <laughs> yeah. to that, we don't we have too. Is hours of conversation <laughs> of you. In addition to that, we've also, in, in like surrounding the podcast, have watched. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Batman the Killing Joke. Like, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. My taste doesn't get better off air. <laughs> no. Well, we both kind of expected Killing Joke to be pretty good, but then it just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. That was our fault. Um, yeah, you were with us for, of course, the All Night M Night Shyamalan Marathon and the Zack Snyder All Nighter. That's on us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one's on us. Both but those. those were very special times in High on Films history. Oh, I'm feeling like we're breaking even ish. <laughs> He stayed no. overnight twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, Boone, Boondock Saints too might still push you over the edge as far as like not breaking. Yeah. That uh, might stay keep you in the negatives there, buddy. I'm sorry to sorry uh, to say. Well, so, audience, go out, watch it, <laughs> write in with your opinions. Yeah. Well, so it's only appropriate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, if, they've if written I, in with their opinions already, <laughs> Dave. Um, no, I, I want to just, uh, as I said. Uh, I think it's only appropriate that you're ending with a comic book movie. Having done, this is your seventh comic book movie. Yeah. Um, and this one out of Archie Comics, which is very different from uh, everything else we've done. <laughs> this is also true. 300, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, Spider-Man 3, All-Star Superman. We didn't mention that one yet. Huh. Um, Man of Steel, of course. And oh, the yeah. two buzz offs. And the two buzz offs are also, so it would be nine total comic right. books, but seven regular Batman v Superman and Deadpool. Oh, that's right. So why don't you tell us why Josie gets um, home for you? I wanted to do this episode with Aaron, uh, based on a uh, a really random conversation two years ago where someone reminded me this movie existed, and then of course I need to watch it, and I found an article, like I found a listicle praising it and posted it on Facebook, and Aaron immediately chimed in and was like, "This I can't believe you love this movie. This is fantastic," um, and ever since then. I've been wanting to watch it again. Uh, every couple years it comes up in... I owned this on DVD when I owned, like, eight DVDs. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, uh, like, a regular in my library. I now own it on Google Play. Uh, yeah. I love it. I just thought it would be a, a great end, something that you would expect to be terrible. It ends up being quite enjoyable. Yeah, it's the long con, is what you say. Yeah, what you're told here. The longest con. No, just you trust me on this. On us. Yeah. Uh, you have been through the worst. Mm -hmm. Although I still haven't seen the last Transformers movie, so oh. the last night. Oh, Ooh. it's terrible. It's awful. So much worse than Age of Extinction. Yeah, but Dave, yeah, uh, I found this movie quite delightful. Right? Yeah. yeah. The songs are definitely of a time and place, mm -hmm. uh, but a happy time and place in my life. And a yeah. uh, lot of good jokes. A lot of great lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's dig into it, guys. Huh? Shall we? Our first segment, Trash, Star, Destroy. Oi. Three movies of a similar ilk. One you must trash, which means eliminate it from existence. One movie you get to star in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And then the third movie must be destroyed, which means that the only version of said film has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Meatloaf. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Music video fame. He directed that. That, yes. that might be the best huge. thing he's ever put together. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was you know pivotal. Yeah, wow. I guess yeah. that's how you get no. the movies. And we yeah. mock this guy. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have. Right. Mercilessly. We Michael Bay. Well, Michael Bay. Little call me, little call me. We mock both. Yes. Yeah. Bay more. Okay, so let's do. Mm, well, which, okay, you know what? We're gonna do. Elfont and Kaplan first. The writers and directors of this movie have written a lot of movies uh, together, and they did three in a row. Can't Hardly Wait, one of my high school faves. The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> and they followed that gem up with Josie and the Pussycats. So, Can't Hardly Wait, The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, and Josie and the Pussycats. Trash Star Destroy. I guess I'll start. Uh, as much as I actually did enjoy Josie and the Pussycats, 
a lot. I think I need to star in Can't Hardly Wait, because that movie just is more nostalgia for me. And if I'm taking a role in that, I guess I'm taking the Ethan Embry role, which he's really good at, but at that time I had a huge crush on, crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt, like uh-huh, uh-huh. everybody did. Yep. So I'm not going to pass up the opportunity to make out with Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. There it is. Uh, so I'm starring in Can't Hardly Wait. Now, <sighs> Josie and the Pussycats to Bay could make sense, but it worries me. Because it's going to be, uh, it's it's totally going to take away from what the movie should be. And Bay is not known to handle any female-centric storylines well. So, I think yeah. maybe... Do it, do it. I think do I'm going to trash Josie and the Pussycats. I, I think that's a better fate than giving it to Michael Bay. But, hey, there's a, when God shut the window, <laughs> he opened the door. Michael Bay's... <laughs> Flintstones to Viva Rock, Viva Rock Vegas. The Flintstones in Viva, Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah, because the second the second one is two different. Ca- yes. There's different cast. Yes, it's yeah. a character actor playing Fred from Flintstone. Who I can't remember his name. Is that like Ad- Addy? Mark Will Addy? Mark, Mark Addy? Addy? I think it's Mark yeah. Addy. And Stephen Baldwin. Yes. And then uh, Goodman and Moranis during the first one. Uh, not Moranis. Isn't he Barney in the first the one? No, he's not in any of them, is he? Yeah. It's definitely Goodman. No, he's it's definitely, definitely Barney. I thought it was Barney. Really? Barney. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But Jane Krakowski and Kristen Johnson are Wilma and Betty in Viva Rock Vegas. Ah. And then Elizabeth Perkins is in the first one. Oh, I it is Moranis. And yeah. Elizabeth Perkins is Wilma? Uh, yes. Elizabeth Perkins is Wilma and Rosie O'Donnell is Betty. Oh, right. Wow. Betty. I forgot Rosie O'Donnell was in that. Movie. Yeah. Okay. But we're not talking about the first one. No, that's that we're talking. We're about talking the about one. the Stephen Baldwin one, and that's going to Michael Bay. Stephen Baldwin and Michael Bay working together is inevitable. Yeah. We all knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now it's happening. Now it's happening. Aaron Coleman. Oh hi. You're a little upset at those mm-hmm. uh, those decisions. Well, here's the thing. I'm a trash. Uh, can't hardly wait. And it was pivotal for me growing up. And I have a lot of, like, complicated sexual feelings about Seth Green and Claire from Six Feet Under. Oh, Claire Duvall? No. What was her actual name? I never watched Six Feet Under. I think... Lauren Ambrose? Oh, no, Lauren Ambrose. Ambrose. Not Claire Duvall. Lauren Ambrose. And at the time, I thought it was about Seth Green, but, like, looking back as a queer lady, I'm like, no, it was about Lauren Ambrose. I have Mm. a lot of feelings. Regardless, that's my own thing. (laughs) Just trash. Trash it. Just trash all of that. Star Josie and the Pussycats. Are you effing kidding me? Like, they all look amazing the entire movie, but uh, Rachel Lee Cook's feathered, like, extra red hair and her, like, sparkles right by her eyes is, like, early aught perfection, and I need to be a part of it. Plus her, like, white leopard um, suit that she walks through the cities with, with her... Mm -hmm clear like jelly heels like stop i need to be a part of that like that's me star and then you're josie yeah josie 100 percent. and then destroy clearly i agree flintstones like let's give bay the flintstones why didn't we do it yeah why didn't we oh donald's a part of it let's make it happen like i want to see it so i do too that's a pretty good idea i don't even think it's destroy i think it's enhanced is that uh, sacrilege yeah. to say? No. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is Fred Flintstone. Oh, Mark yeah. Wahlberg as Barney yeah. Rubble. Oh, <laughs> God. Or Ice Barrenholtz. Yes. Because he's the poor man's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a funnier. He's the funny version of Mark Wahlberg. He's yeah. the funnier Wahlberg. He's the funnier Wahlberg. But I still want to see Wahlberg. And then and Mila the Kunis has to be a part of it. Like, she's like. Yeah. You know. I could see that. Not Betty, the other one. She's yeah, Wahlberg. Megan Fox is probably No, Betty. she's Betty. And then, yeah. Oh, if we're doing Bay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can have two brunettes then. Then that takes yeah, the we'll out of it. Put her in a wig. We'll put her in a wig. It's gonna be a redhead. We'll Dye her head a metallic red like Rachel Lee Cook and Josie and Pussycat. Yeah. Have a whole scene about it. Have a whole scene about it. Um, David. Oof. What are you doing here? I'm starring in Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. Wow! Starring! What a fucking curveball! <laughs> um. Want to work with Stephen Baldwin? Baldwin. I like crazy people. Seems like fun. Uh, you want to do threesome? I'm. 
I'm not an actor. I'm not going to be in a good movie. Like, any movie that casts me is not going to be fun. Except maybe from the perspective of someone who gets to show up on set with Stephen Baldwin every day. That might be more entertaining than anything I would put out in yeah. the other two movies. So, starring in Flintstones... As, as Fred Flintstone. Uh, Stephen Baldwin is Barney, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm Fred. <laughs> Well, no, the, the sequels. The sequels. Uh, they switch casts. Yeah. That's a no one wanted to be in Viva Rock Vegas. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You had a lesser bald one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, a, that was an, an automatic hit. Go yeah. It would, it, it would be hilarious to work at, uh, not to watch. So I would do that for my own sake. Um, <clears throat> Can Hardly Wait holds no significance to me. I oh, missed missed it. Yeah. You're a baby. So, what do I care? It's gone. What do you care? Um, which leaves Michael Bay with Josie and the Pussycats. I'll take it. He does not handle female characters well, mm-hmm. but if you tie his hands and make him only do it, someone's gotta be a hero. Uh, so. I'm in. Yeah. Michael Bay's Josie, Michael Bay's Josie, Josie and the Pussycats. Alright. Alright. A global conspiracy, like... No doubt about that. I yeah. I think that we're works. gonna lose Parker Posey in that in that version of it. Yeah, yeah. there'll be a le- much they less funny person. They does not understand the subtle offerings no. of Posey. <laughs> no, hey, you got John Turturro for the Transformers movies. Well, right. I know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't consider him subtle. <laughs> well, he can be. He can be. Uh, well, I, I think I'm with Brad here. Um, I, I and I think I might. You know what? You can have the Ethan Embry role. Cool. I'd want it. Recently, I've kind of thought that maybe I, my whole high school career where I was in love with Jennifer Love Hewitt is was wrong because I started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I think that Mich- Sarah Michelle Gellar is the person from the I Know What You, you Did Last Summer Xander, cast. Xander, though. No, I don't want to be Xander. Yeah, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> no, Xander sucks. Yeah. yeah, no. Um, so... I'll be the guy who gets to sit with Jason Siegel at the party. Oh, and describe. And describe Ethan Embry. Yeah, he yeah. wears shirts. <laughs> yes, yeah. and t-shirts. Yeah. And you get Sometimes. to hang out with Siegel. And you get to hang out with Siegel, and you get to talk about so Scooby-Doo, fun. and yeah. Was it like, Velma was a real cool chick, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, or you know, you never, you know who never got any play? Yeah. Velma, Velma. from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll take that, that role. She was a real cool chick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then unfortunately, I mean, then fate just takes a hold of this thing and makes Michael Bay as the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, and unfortunately, I, the delightful Josie and the Pussycats goes into the trash can. I'm sorry, guys. You just watched it. I know, and I found it lovely. Ugh. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. You gotta be creepy old man. I think that you would. No? All right. Well, creepy old man, I want to be the kid in Gabriel the... Man. Oh, Gabriel Man. Oh, I can be Gabriel Man. Yeah, you have the hair. Yeah, you do have the hair. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, then I don't get to meet Jason Siegel. You, you want to meet Jason Siegel, you go into the Palisades. He's up there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it's done? Yeah, it's that easy. Take a trek to the Palisades. There it is. He loves the Palisades. Just go up there. He's there. Okay, well, there it is. That's what I'll do. Go into the Palisades. Guys, let's do one more Trash Tone Story category. All right. All right? All right. Let's do three movies with bands. Oh. Oh, yeah. So we'll do uh, Almost Famous. Yep. Yeah. With, what is it, Sweetwater? The band? Oh, the band? Yeah. Yeah, like probably. Uh, oh, probably. yeah. What is it? Uh, Should have looked it up. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, that's your job. That, that thing is, you do that is... with the wonders. All right, nice. And this is Spinal Tap. Oh. With Spinal Tap. Ooh. Who's Posey in that? Do you know? Parker Posey is like one of the publicity agents oh, for yeah. like yes. their, um, an events coordinator or something. Yeah. yeah. She only has the one. Oh, yeah. It's for their party. Yeah. Uh, their record release party. Yeah. Where Billy Crystal plays the mime and yes. Dana Carvey also plays the other mime. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, that's the movie I'm starring in and that's the scene I'm going to be in. I'm going to be in that party scene as one of the I'm mimes. I'm Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> as one of the mimes and get to just be in that movie. Great, or no. We get to be in it together. That's not what I'm going to do. Stupid me. I'm one of the drummers. But you're in, in which movie? Spinal Tap. That's oh, your okay. star. Oh, That's you're one star. of the drummers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My star is Posey. Yeah. Okay. That's good. We're not in a scene together That's anymore. 
Um, and then I guess I'm going to trash that thing you do is maybe, even though that's a very catchy song, and Michael Bay's almost famous. Stillwater is the band name. Stillwater, not Sweetwater. Yes. There it is. I don't know how I feel about that. Michael Bay's almost famous? Yeah, over Michael Bay's that thing you do. Okay. Yeah, I could see Probably. That. He could probably handle the 70s Led Zeppelin band better than he can, like a doo-wop. Probably. Pop, 60s pop. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, you can talk. You don't have to just I make agree. hand movements. <laughs> well, go ahead. If you're, you're starring in Spinal I'm Tap. I'm so ready for this. Yeah. I would be Parker Posey in any Christopher Guest film because she's hilarious. And I would trash that thing you do because that movie was hella boring. And then what? I would destroy Almost Famous because I think Michael Bay's Almost Famous would be way better than that boring ass Cameron Crowe. <laughs> wow, well, Almost Famous also boring. Damn. Yeah, I haven't seen that thing you do in a long time, but I did listen to uh, the episode of uh, Theranathon. Our good friends over at Theranathon covered that thing you do because Charlize Theron's in it. Yep. And uh, they did not have very good things to say about that. Well, film. they also watched the longer version of it. Some yeah. of them watched like a half hour longer extended a three version. Three hour yeah. that thing you do. Yeah. That's, boring. Yeah. Okay, because I'm. Going to star in that thing you do. Brad. I love that thing you do. That's, I mean, not one of my favorite movies or anything, but I really, really love that movie. Breaking um, your heart into a million pieces, like you always do. Yeah. And I'm going to be Shades. I'm Tom Everett Scott, the drummer. <laughs> yeah. Say, love Tyler. I love Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Good, and, good pick. Yeah, it's a great pick. Um, and Spinal Tap or, what's the other one? Oh, Almost Famous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess you kind of have, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna trash Almost Famous. I'm kind of interested to see Michael Bay's yeah, Spinal Tap. For that. that sounds great. Yeah. I would like to see that as well. I'm interested in what he would do with like a doc, a mockumentary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> like explosions as you did the confessional to camera. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Spinal Tap certainly again the band for him. Turn it up to eleven. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a that's a Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah but Michael Bay might be like, that's not in the script. Cut ten it up to <laughs> yeah. Just say it goes to ten, and then we're going to move on. Twenty-one. All your brilliant improv is not welcome here. Edit it out. Yep. Who do you think this is? Christopher Guest? Get out of here. This is Michael Bay's. That's right. <laughs> and Bay doesn't go off script. Yeah. Bay does not. Oh, that God. being said, I think it would, the funniest script to give him is that a thing you do? Is that what you're giving up? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's see. Let's engage in a social experiment and see what Michael Bay's that thing you do. What does Michael Bay think about doo-wop hit? Mm -hmm. That is a movie I would pay money to see. One Hit Wonders. Wow. Yep. Uh, um, Tom Hanks in a Michael Bay film is intriguing. 100%, yeah. Colin Hanks is even more intriguing. Is Just Colin kidding. Hanks in that thing you do? Nope, he was baby. He was okay. like a dick. He could have been in it. <laughs> he might have. We missed him. Yeah. Um, I would. Uh, I would copy Chris and be a be a part of Spinal Tap, like a background player or an extra in the scene, to be a part of something that I really love and like the whole Christopher Guest catalog. Um, that would be Rob Ryan cat yeah. catalog. To be fair, uh, but yeah, not Christopher Guests. Oh, right. He didn't do that, but yeah. But yeah, um, and then Trash on, who cares about Almost Famous? Like, now, like, I, 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 Cameron Crowe fans everywhere, Dave. We yeah. all grew up and saw it. Like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. It's that and Jerry Maguire. I just then, realized it's uh, my Elizabeth second Town. time yeah. identifying with Parker Posey because my best in show podcast. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. I yeah. love Parker Posey. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with more Josie and the Pussycats, more Aaron, more Dave, and more High on Film right after this. And we're back, High on Film, talking about Josie and the Pussycats from 2001. The comic book turned TV show turned movie. <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> That's right. It is time for the summer game. So if you're not familiar with the Josie and the Pussycats catalog, pause this podcast, pick up an 
a whole year's worth of comic books or a couple seasons of a TV show or this uh, brief 98-minute movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're each... No, we're not each. We're not each doing anything yet. We're all playing the summary game. All right. The summary game. The first official game of the podcast. <laughs> Zero to two points for each player involved. It's weird how you fall out of rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> which takes is weird. a little bit to come back. Well, we just did one. Yeah, I know, Brad. Mm-hmm. I know, we just recorded one. Yep. We each can take a turn at summarizing Josie and the Pussycats in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to view. This is a 98-minute movie. Oh, what a great, great runtime that is. Mwah. Yeah. Love it. Nine, approved. High on film approved, 98-minute movie, 9.8 seconds afforded to each one of us to give it the old college try and summarize Josie and the Pussycats, the film, the best you may. The best you can. Or may. Or may. <laughs> the best you April 30th. Mm. Of course. It's gonna be May. During our... <laughs> Break. We had our patented coin coin toss where we flipped a four-sided coin into the air. Brad, you called it in the air, and it landed inexplicably on exactly what you called. Yep, that's how I do. Giving you the choice of first, second, third, or fourth in this podcast. Uh, I will go first. First? Mm -hmm. Oh, a gentleman. I guess. (laughs) 9.8 seconds to summarize Josie and the Pussycats in three... Two, one. A trio of girls that have a band are brought in by a company to uh, put subliminal messages under their music and make them huge stars, and they get in a fight, but then in the end they stop the, the conspiracy. Time. Not bad. All right. Woo. Stop the conspiracy. Stop the conspiracy. 9.8 is tough. 9.8 that's, that's is quick. tough. Yeah. It's quick moving. All right. The moves are so quick you shouldn't need to do a summary game. Well, that's... That's a good point. That would really affect the whole concept of the podcast. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate we do long movies, too, so then you need it. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, Chris, you would be next. I would be. And it's 9.8 seconds. It is. Are you ready? Sure. In three, two, one. Josie and the Pussycats are a band and they get signed by a major label who uh, uses their songs to uh, give subliminal messages to get people to buy things and be commercial, and they stop them and then save the other band, I guess, and become famous on their own. <laughs> And save the other band, I guess. I mean, they didn't really save them. No, they kind of saved themselves. Yes. Save yourself. Dave? <laughs> Next musical interlude. <clears throat> it's Justin the Pussycats, Brad. This is full of musical interludes. Yeah. 9.8 seconds to summarize the movie you love so dearly. Oof. I'll see what I can do. Please. In three, two, one. Uh, an evil music corporation picks up uh, a band uh, to use as a stooge to prop up capitalism, uh, but they underestimate friendship and girl power, uh, and they end up yes. saving the world from... Time! Dope. Wow! Yeah. You, you, you get my vote. You wow. get my votes. <laughs> it's points, not votes. <laughs> you get my points and votes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron. Yeah, to, I mean... To garner your own votes. <laughs> <laughs> 9.8 seconds. And it, yeah, go on. <laughs> In three, two, one. Parker Posey, Alan Cummings, Rosario Dawson. I'm sorry about Legally Blonde 2. I know good movies. This is a good one. Also, Gabriel Mann, who was Nolan. Time. <laughs> Very little information about the movie. <laughs> I love that you still threw the apology. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. when is... You don't even. Do you hear him I apologize for one goddamn movie? Sorry. On the list? <laughs> He's I a white male. We don't apologize for anything. And Boondock Saints 2 is way worse than Legally Blonde 2. I, I promise don't you that. Know that mm. that's no, Legally Blonde 2 is pretty good. Am I yeah. See, look at this points? guy. Yes, you are, except for yourself. Oh, me, five points. No, you don't get. It's only zero to Aaron two. Wins. Zero to two. Aaron is the winner. And we will slide right into our next game. First impressions, the second game of the podcast. This time, zero to three points available for each one of us. The scored by each one of us, numerically, like friends do. We're each going to give the person sitting to our right a line from Josie and the Pussycats. We would like to hear them impersonate to the best of their ability. Sounds easy enough. Um, yeah, it's just not that easy. Not that easy. No. So... <laughs> Who's going first? I'm going first and giving Dave a line from Josie and the Pussycats. I'd like to hear him say, 
And I guess I'm giving him... Missy Pyle? Yeah, the Missy Pyle line. <laughs> yep, I can read your mind, Chris. I know, yeah. Well, we debated, I think we chose two, and I didn't know which one you were going to go oh, with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair with. enough, fair enough. Yeah. Both of these could have easily been chosen by either one of us. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, when Missy Pyle is uh, listening, when, when Josie first reveals the subliminal messages to Missy Pyle, the sister of the band's manager, um, she hears the Mr. Moviephone voice doing the, the subliminal messaging. And, uh, well, I'll just let her say it because it's, it's just a great line. You should have a solo career. You could have your own primetime TV series. We could call it Josie and run it right after Will and Grace. Oh my god, that's Mr. Movie Phone. How did you get him to put that on there? Oh, you slept with him. What are you talking about? This is on our CD. It's underneath the music. All right, Dave. Your best Missy Pyle. <laughs> oh my god. That's Mr. Movie Phone. How did you get him to put that on there? <gasps> you slept with him. Well, pretty Bravo, damn good, Dave. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, good stuff. Do you want to give Aaron a line? You'd like to hear her impersonate. I do. Um, <clears throat> towards the end of a a big speech by Alan Cumming, he um, is explaining why he chose to put Josie and the Pussycats, changing their name. Uh, and it's a very nice, uh, evil marketing man uh, ending monologue. I'll, I'll let him say it. But, I, come on. I mean, would you be more interested in a band called simply The Pussycats? Or are you more likely to buy a CD or read a comic or watch a cartoon or go and see a movie about a trio of luscious ladies called Juicy and The Pussycats? Mm. It does have a nice ring to it. Oh, yes. Aaron Coleman, all right. Up for the challenge? Mm-hmm. Alan Cumming. Cummings? Cumming. 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 I'm Scottish. Am I doing it? Go ahead. Knock yourself out. <laughs> oh, come on. Would you be more interested in seeing a band called The Pussycats? Or would you be more interested in buying a CD? Or reading a comic? Or watching a cartoon? Or going and seeing a movie starring a trio of luscious ladies called Josie and The Pussycats? Wow, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Nice work. Very, right. very nice. Well, you get to give Brad a line. You'd like to hear him in person. Oh boy. oh, boy. Okay, so, Brad, this is a clip where uh, Josie has been listening to subliminal messages to make her feel more important than she really is. And she turns to Tara Reed, who, uh, Tara Reed's character named Val. And she's trying to make them both go away. So she says some really... She says some really upsetting things about <laughs> puppies. And I just... I need to hear it again. And I, I want you to really give it to us. I'm going to do my best. Oh my god. Melody's going to cry. What's the matter, some Uncle Bunny? Finally realizing the world isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Stop it. Not everyone gets a happy ending. Often. Stop it. And do you want to know what else? Puppies turn into dogs who get old and die. Someday you'll thank me. All right, Brad. Your renowned Rachel Lee Cook impression. Been working on this for years, finally. <clears throat> the role of Josie. And do you want to know what else? Puppies turn into dogs who get old and die. Someday you'll thank me. Pretty good, Brett. Yeah. Not so bad. It was really hard to hear you say. Uh, are you going to be okay? No. I know. I know. It, tough truth. Tough truth. Tough truths. Tough truths. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have a line for moi? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, it is a Tara Reed line who plays <clears throat> Mel. Yes. Um, and Rachel Lee Cook is now apologizing actually for the scene we just did, uh, and trying and saying that you know if she could go back in time, she would take back everything she said. And 
Mel has a very funny uh, comment on that. Look, I know that friends don't treat each other the way I treated you guys, but you've got to believe me. If I could just go back in time, I'd take it all back. That'd be cool. If I could go back in time, I'd want to meet Snoopy. That is my favorite line of this whole movie. <laughs> she kills that line. Credit to Terry. Yes. Yeah. Perfect awesome. delivery. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, God, I'm going to just try to do my best here. Yeah, can't live up to Tara Reid. That'd be cool. If I could go back in time, I'd want to meet Snoopy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. I did my best. Yeah, you did do your best. She's in some of my favorite movies. American Pie. Yeah, you really like American Lebowski, Pie, you know. too. Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski, that's right. Tomcats. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes that movie. No, no, that's a bad movie. All right, guys. Uh, that's it. That's first impressions. How about that? <laughs> You're right, Aaron. That is the coming sound effect for the next segment. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting on our hard hats, strapping on our work belts, and doing some scene work. Best scene! Of course, we're an optimistic podcast, so we start off with the best scene in Josie and the Pussycats. What is it, guys? Best scene? Um, every single one of them that does not involve Carson Daly. Yes! <laughs> well, you have to pick one. Huh. What is it? I've always thought this podcast was unfair. Uh -huh. um, yeah. The final concert, of course... Um, but also I'm very tempted for any one of the several music videos that just go on to stretch out the first half of this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the introduction and murder of du jour is also, like, those are, when I think of this movie, like, those are the three that, that I'm like, oh, those are great scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that last, I mean, just, that whole... The sequence where they have Val and Mel in the car. Oh, yeah. That we just played the clip from of uh, I'd Want to Meet Snoopy, I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. A great little unveiling of uh, all the plot lines. You get a bunch of great jokes. I mean, um, uh, Parker Posey is killing it in that scene. Uh, that might be it for me. Parker Posey's uh, scene with the, the military general. That's my favorite. Uh, oh. Back up. You already picked a favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Aaron? My favorite scene is when Parker Posey is wearing her feathers and the military <laughs> men come in and she's talking about how this is how they're subjugating the youth of America through this music and then her feathers that she's wearing from her face and her body keep like tickling the military men. I think that's so funny. I think it's Parker Posey at her best and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, when she says, like, under her breath, like, uh, they'll never see it coming, neither will you. Yeah. yeah. Like, what did you say? Huh? No, nothing. I didn't say anything. And then they go Such back to it again, like, this, that was close, or... Yeah, just that was again. close. Yeah, yeah. I just heard you say, sorry, I just heard you say that was close. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stretch my life. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that scene is pretty great. I, I mean, this whole soundtrack... Uh, is with the the three main songs they do in the movie the six whole hours pretend to be six nice whole hours <laughs> and spin around I guess the days. last one I don't know the name yeah of I'm just basing it off the lyrics but that that is a pretty perfect uh, early aughts soundtrack yeah like to sum up the time um, but yeah I probably have to give a that the soundtrack was a lot of fun for me yeah that opening scene of like. Du jour at the airport, which they're obviously mocking that like Backstreet Boys music video. Absolutely. Yeah. And then everything that goes down the plane with Alan Cumming being just kind of controlling all of them and them being like, you know, very uh petty and then the plane crash with the with Alan Cummings jumping off in a parachute. It was a very funny opening to the movie as well. Um yeah, and Posey and Alan Cumming in this movie is a that's Same a delight. <laughs> I mean that you can't do much better for those two roles than those two. So, uh, yeah, that's that's some damn good casting. There it is. Yeah, I mean the comic tone here is pretty awesome for them to do. You know, some pretty 
you know, uh, broad humor to keep the movie fairly grounded, uh, I think is a, a nice balancing act they, they pull off really well. And uh, I also want to mention the selling out subliminal message stuff that is throughout the movie, I think is so good. The fact that they're like, you know, they don't, they pull it at the end because um, it works better in movies. And yeah. this whole movie, there's product placement everywhere. <laughs> in fact, that... they even have a montage of uh, money, that's what I want, give me some money. And it's like oh, all just products in the middle of the movie for no reason other than to sell products and finance their movie. And I think that is, if you got to do it, that's the way to do it. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was something that you guys mentioned out loud early on. And yeah. I didn't want to say anything because it's one of my favorite things about this movie is how it, you don't expect it to be so, like, snarky, I guess, about everything. Yeah. Um, generally, like... Go down mock Capitalism. Um, yeah. But, like, you watch it, you're like, wow, this is from that period where, like, product placement was nonsensical and everywhere and you needed it. And I'm like, this this seems a little overboard. Yeah, the McDonald's and, shower. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you get halfway into the movie, you're like, oh, it's a parody. Yeah. Oh, they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah Like, exactly. the Target all the way through the yeah, The Target the plane. plane. Target yeah, yeah. plane. Um, and, like, Dove soap, like, right over his shoulder. Like, it's, uh, it's this yeah, or Wayne's it's World. Yeah. Product placement. Yeah, like, I guarantee yeah. they got paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, they cut that Tara Reid check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's with that McDonald's shower. And I want a little fry washcloth thing. That Although, pretty fun. I, issue I have with that scene, they seem to be plush toys in the shower, which, like... Like sponges or something. They look like just straight-up plush toys from A Happy Meal, which is gross and mold hazard, so... Dry out your flushes. All it's right. weird. There it is. Real talk. A very important warning from Dave. Dry <laughs> yeah. out your flushes. <laughs> yeah. The All right, guys. There it is. Do, 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 do. If there's a best scene, it must mean... Da, da, da. We all know what the worst scene is. There's a worst scene. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Come on, Brad, leave the church. It's the Carson Daly scene. I mean, <laughs> yes. the Carson Daly Terror scene is... Carson Daly dog whistle to early aught pop culture mm -hmm. with, is the worst. With Aerie Spears not doing anything to help. It's well, he's doing his reel. He's, so, doing, a, he's yeah. doing a nice character reel. An impression reel. reel. Yeah, yeah, an impression reel. Yeah, which, it's so embarrassing, the whole scene. Which it seems like Carson Daly signed on to this movie to shoot his reel for free, a uh, reel for free, because... He was, like, one, he was doing anything other than the host of TRL. Like, it's a joke that they never get to TRL. And he's a terrible action actor, which he obviously thought was the next step of his career. Um, no way. You think I mean, so? I don't no, think, I think he truly believed it. he's capitalizing on Tara Reid, his fiance. Yeah, I mean, Otis. honestly, if you go into the scene, like, you could even, it, it was so bad, but you could make it better by just having, if he's just an assassin... Like, the fact that it's, like, Aerie Spears was pretending to be Carson Daly. Yeah. yeah. That it, made it even worse than it already weird. was going to be. Yeah. It felt like he got a script where he popped in as actual Carson Daly, stooge of the machine. And he was like, no, I want to be more complex than that. I want to show you what I can do. Yeah. Because he's in, like, four more scenes. Yeah. Like, he has a kind of a... Not a big role in this movie, but yeah, he's in like four scenes. Yeah, he recurs a few times. Yes. Yeah. Um, but luckily the other times he's just doing his Carson Daly bit. Yeah. So it's not intolerable. No, no, that scene's the only one that's really intolerable. Yeah. Is the, him, and, him and Aerie Spears' as assassins that are trying oh. to kill Rosario Dawson and Tara Reid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't... And he's still playing Carson Daly, but why does Carson Daly need this work? Like, he doesn't need to be the assassin. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess he's like under... Like his mind under mind control as well. Oh, like well, we all kind of become, do that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the real world and in the movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, unanimous worst scene. Is that it? Does anyone else have anything for worst scene? Yeah, that's worst scene. No, no, no. yeah. I mean that and the Aerie Spears. Uh, it, Which is all it, leading it, to that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a couple of like regular scenes, like that aquarium scene with. Uh, Fine. Boy Gabriel and Rachel Lee Cook, yeah. Gabriel Mann and Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, it's fine, but it's like, fine. there's nothing special about it. 
It wasn't the worst, though. The worst. No, I'm not saying it's the worst. I'm just trying to be nitpicky since no one else has anything else to say. Yeah, I mean, a couple times they do that fish, that like fisheye lens. Yeah, that's very odds, though. Yeah, it is. That's true. It fits the time. That's right out of like a Blink 182 video, I think. (laughs) That's true. Isn't that what's my age again? Or yeah, or the other one where they they're at the airport and hold on. God damn it! Okay, it's still going. Never mind. The one where they're at the airport. And because they're mocking, they mocked the Backstreet Boys video as well. All the small yeah. things. Is that? A, yeah, yeah, it's all the yeah, small yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I think that's maybe the one where they use it. The yeah. fisheye lens. I think you're right. Um, Ripped it off from Missy Elliott, like four or five years prior. It was a big thing in the '90s, yeah. '90s and aughts. Yeah, fisheye. All right. Well, guys, there's only one thing left to do. Well, there's a few things left to do, but there's only one main thing left to do. And that's to play Milkin' It, the final game of the podcast. Zero to five points for each person involved. That's each one of us around the podcast table today. We're each going to take a turn at summer summarizing. Christ almighty. <laughs> <laughs> We're each going to take a turn at drawing a card out of the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. On said card will give you a new way to look at, to interpret, to reduce, reuse, or recycle any of the parts of Josie and the Pussycats. Reassemble them and make a brand new movie, a title, and a quick summary we'll need from you to put back out there and make a billion more dollars for the studio audience. So, here's that old Hollywood relic. And I believe it is Dave's turn to go first. Dave, for your final time, reach into the big box. Heartbreaking. Let's get emotional. Jeez. Revenge film. A oh, revenge oh, film. Oh boy. Aaron. Crime gangster film. Mm. Gangster. All right. Bradshaw. Screwball comedy. Okay. And I got a costume drama. Oh. Costume drama. <laughs> I'm overly thrilled. Perfect. All I'm right, really hoping for creature feature. Oh. Yeah, that would have been a good one, but... Unfortunately. We can't... The, you have to bend to the will of the big box, not the other way around, Dave. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with four brand new movies for your listening enjoyment. Right after this. And we're back, right in the middle of milking it for Josie and the Pussycats. All right, Dave, you chose the revenge film. Yes, I did. So, what do you got? Uh, <clears throat> Josie and the Pussycats 2, and there's two subtitles. It's The Coming of the Napster and Finding My Space. Um, it is mm-hmm. 2005, mm-hmm. four years after the original film. The Josie and the Pussycats are at the height of their fame, touring around the world, lavish extravagances, um, until they get a call from the record label that all of a sudden the record label is bankrupt. They can't pay their bills anymore. The Pussycat, Josie and the Pussycats are stranded. Um, the only, the only indication any of them have on any of their phone Anything like that is, uh, just says, you can thank the Napster. Um, they're dropped off in a small country town in the southwest and have to go on a, uh, folksy, a a journey of musical reinvention, um, where they come out country and folksy and all sorts of other sound-ish, and they build a internet following to defeat the Napster and his cyber legion, through some bullshit plot device like they did in this one. Um, <laughs> cool. Roll credits. Roll credits. The Revenge Tour. Josie and the Pussycats 2. Mm-hmm. Finding My Space. Finding My Space. Uh, or... Or Coming of the Napster. The Coming of the Napster, yeah. Mm. I like it. I'd say use both and put the or in, like Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go or for it at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll score myself. You don't <laughs> score yourself, Dave. You, you can. It just doesn't count. Yeah. 
It's not called silver on film. It's not. Nope. Never has been. Never has been. Aaron Coleman, you drew a crime slash gangster film. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what do you got? Some in the vein of Scorsese? Yes. So, crime and gangster film, Parker Posey and Alan Cummings are mob, mall, and boss, respectively. In the 1930s, Josie and her gang of pussycats come in with an entertainment review, but also a way to sell bootleg alcohol. And eventually, Mm. the FBI come in and raid the bootleg place, and it's called Pussycat Posse... And her alcohol. <laughs> All right, I screwed up. <laughs> no, I love the title. I am a hundred percent in for this title. Pussycat Posse and her alcohol. <laughs> I love it. Full disclosure, I couldn't read my writing. <laughs> I know that would say, Chrissy get posse, which I'm being on. And her alcohol, I do not stand behind. <laughs> I'm giving you bonus points for the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pussy Cat Posse is great. Yeah. Your alcohol is just is the, the name of the movie. It's a great conceit. That I pitched immediately. That tips the scales for me mm-hmm. immediately. And her alcohol. And her alcohol alcohol was never discussed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, (laughs) Brad Davis. Chris Maxwell. Screwball comedy. All right. Hit me. All right. So it's going to kind of be more... uh, So we're going to add comedy to it in in a kind of a big way where Josie and uh, Mel and Val are like a traveling vaudevillian comedy act. Ooh. And they are brought in by a larger like comedy troupe that travels at some point because uh, they're kind of gaining some steam. So they're like trying to bring them in in order to like kind of help their failing bigger troupe to kind of get more excitement in the in their uh, in their show. So they start actually using pumping in through the speakers during their performance like this uh, the subliminal messaging of like come see our shows in order to get more attendance for the vaudevillian show once they cut Josie and the Pussycats, which they're planning to do. Mm. Um, but we also, the kind of more screwball element of it is Josie and Alan's courtship, which is a lot of like, kind of very Cary Grant movie where it's always like this, kind of the will they won't they moments that you actually get in this movie, but then they're more broken up by like, oh, you know, uh, some almost like physical comedy thing where he's, knocked out of the way when they're about to kiss or uh, like in the movie when he's, they actually already kind of do it in the movie, but when he's crowd surfing and gets dropped. Um, Also like the scene when they're running from the fans would very much be one of those scenes where it's like they run in this door, but then all of a sudden they're coming out that door and the fans are kind of like following them through the The Beatles. Yes, exactly. Montage. Yes. Monkeys Monkeys do it too. Yeah. 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 Right. Definitely. That was like their whole thing. Uh, Was that kind of, Hard Day's Night is where it premieres. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, the monkeys do it too. Uh, but yeah, that's... No one's saying they don't. <laughs> um, the Beatles. But... You're goddamn right, the Beatles. Yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it. And the name of the movie, which is like their comedy trio name, is The Perfect Pals. Ooh. Oh, The Perfect Pals. I like it. Very nice, Bradley. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Question is, is it the perfect pals and her alcohol, or is it just <laughs> yeah. obviously perfect is spelled with a P U R R? Right, right. Of course, obviously. Of course. I felt like that. No one, I think, was confused. About that. Good. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I have uh, my costume drama. If you guys are ready, yes. ready. All right. Set in the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Already in. Okay. Um, three uh, sisters. Uh, want to use their church-taught music skills to become musicians. But their mean father won't let them uh, pursue their dreams, much less play the upcoming Renaissance Fair in the town. So they decide that they're going to do it anyway against their father's wishes. They There's a traveling uh, group of actors that's coming through town, so they, they get to go to the show like with their father, and then they raid the wardrobe afterwards 
and they find three like cat costumes and they decide that the only way they can play this renaissance fair uh, is if they dress up and hide their identities. So that's what they do in these cat costumes. Um, yeah, hijinks ensue. The, you know, the one sister thinks she's better than the others. In reality, it's not subliminal messaging. She actually does, so she has to be brought down to earth. They have to learn that they all love each other and they all need each other to be the strongest band that they can. Uh, and they end up rocking the town and they change people's minds about what girls should be and are allowed to do. And they alter the course of music forever. Uh, and it's called uh, Puss and Lutes. Jesus. <laughs> Lutes. Uh, yeah, oh, no, I know what a lute is. Um, I know I what a lute is. I couldn't think of a better <laughs> That's, I mean, that's almost worth it. Yeah. That's almost worth it. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. That, that was it. Costume drama. <laughs> Puss and <laughs> <laughs> Lots of drama. Uh, I love it. All right, guys. Well, as soon as you're done scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And as we do that, we move into our pessimistic end of the show podcast regrets. Anything regrets saying or not saying through the duration of the show? Dave? I mean, I regret that we'll never get to do the two-day multi-part marathon of all the Fast and Furious films. That's a, certainly a podcast regret. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, maybe yeah, there's talk of maybe in, in a year or so from now doing a Fast and the Furious yeah. marathon. Yeah, uh, an yeah. S-Town tier serial. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. A vaguely related spinoff. Yeah. Reboot yeah. high on film, super high on film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, tons of movies I didn't do. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, I had always threatened better than chocolate as my backup plan multiple times over. Hmm. Better than chocolate. Isn't that supposed to be good, though? I mean, it's a Canadian made-for-TV uh, oh. lesbian romance. Oh, that's Canadian? That's I thought it was favorite. French or Spanish. Hmm? Oh, no, What's that's like favorite? water for chocolate or something. Yes, that's like water for chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I've never heard of this movie. Yes, that is definitely like water yeah. for chocolate. Um, I love that movie, and it's, oh, it's pretty cheesy. Um... Yeah, and then of course, David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury in Nick Fury: Agent of Shield. Yeah, right. Yeah. That That's... was potentially your backup for this episode. Mm-hmm. I have an ever-expanding list of movies I want to make you guys watch. I regret that I will not have a tool to do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, boy, my podcast regret is you have more. We didn't do more Corey Haim movies. Uh, How dare you? Oh, How dare you? After Double O Kid. Did we, Lost Boys? We hit the We didn't height. do Lost Boys. <gasps> I still have a movie. You do. You do. There's still time. But yeah, Double O Kid uh, was a special episode. So rather than a podcast regret, just going to actually regret that we can't do another episode of High on Film with the exact same movie yeah. and make Chris sit through it one more time. That is my podcast regret that we couldn't do it again. Yeah, what's what's the opposite of regret? Something I'm proud to have done. I'm uh, proud that I'll never have to sit through that other that movie ever again. I hope there's some day where I, you're stuck watching Double O Kid. I will <laughs> note that only two times in my tenure here at High on Film has Chris paused the movie and have gotten upset at how much time was left. <laughs> we both did on Boondock Saints. Uh, yeah. Boondock Saints. It we was were like yelling at the screen. Two hours in, we paused it. You're like, what in the fuck? God, like we have a life to live. And then in Double Kid, Chris paused it. We were 40 minutes into like a 96-minute movie. And he was like, are you kidding? This feels like two hours. Yeah, it was terrible. It's a terrible movie. I still have nightmares about that day. Oh, buddy. Yeah. So sorry, but we did the right thing. His nightmares are every time he walked into his room, his jacket is reversed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the inside-out jacket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. What a thing of beauty. As far as fashion goes. Yeah. Blazer, ski jacket. Blazer, ski jacket. For all those times. I mean, that purple suit he wears in that movie? Mm. Yeah. Uh, boy, my podcast regret... There's so many lines in this movie we didn't talk about that I really like. That, like, I really like Josie going, Wait, does anyone else think it's strange that all this happens in a week after their meteoric rise to fame? I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, Parker Posey gets so many good things. I'm Fiona, welcome to your party. Come on, girls, sit down. We'll gossip. Yeah. Yeah. So, so funny. 
Uh, Eugene Levy has a whole monologue in this. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty that's hilarious. Um, yeah, I, 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 to bring it back to this movie a little bit, I thought there's so much, yeah, really delightful stuff here that we did, didn't mention. And yeah, the lines are probably one of the better parts of this movie. You get a lot of really good lines. Truth. Aaron, podcast regrets? Yeah, I mean, I think you have such gifted actors and so many fun bits. And I would say my biggest regret is that this movie was overshadowed at the time. That I don't think that people gave it its due. That it is such an of-the-moment movie. They make so many pop culture references that are, like, timeless yet so of that time. And I feel like no one paid attention to it when it came out. It definitely got lost in the shuffle. Especially I watched this movie and it reminds me so much of Zoolander. Which Zoolander got so much attention. And yeah. Zoolander's hilarious. I'm not taking anything away from Zoolander. But this movie is... Uh, like, I remember this movie getting pretty pretty panned. Which and, is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's so funny. Yeah. I, and it had indie darlings of the time, Alan Cummings and Parker Posey. So, like, give it its credit. Yeah. I don't really know why it got lost in the shuffle, but it certainly did. Yeah. Well... I got lost in the shuffle during this podcast, I'll tell you that. 23.6 points. So, I'm last place. Oh, boy. Congratulations, Chris. Way to go, buddy. Thank you. Thank you there. Thank you very much. Uh, Aaron Coleman. Yeah. I knew I was not scoring high. Number three. <laughs> 24.2 points. That title probably put you over the top mm-hmm. of Chris, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the title's great. <laughs> uh, Brad, second place. 24.6 points, making Dave. Our winner today, 26.1 points, walks away easily the champion of Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Why, thank you. The uh, the championship belt was a little much. I think I think I already have two of these. Yeah, but, yeah. Yep. like yeah. it's weighing you down. Should I yeah, take that from you? No, no. Nope. That's, that's quite all right. I'll take it. Uh, you'll get your chance to win yours. Yeah, you have one more shot. Yeah. This is going up on my wall with the others. I am not throwing There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, we should mention that we will be putting uh, these beautiful Pittsburgh-themed high-on-film jerseys on our Pittsburgh? walls. Pittsburgh? Are you kidding me? Uh, we kid you not. Dave, I, I would be remiss to, to mention <gasps> oh my goodness, that you had, us make, you had us uh, made a Steelers and a Pirates high-on-film jerseys for Brad and myself. That's um, like old. Old Steelers and Pittsburgh Pirates. And I couldn't be more flattered. Yeah. So these are beautiful. Thank you so much. With 250 uh, with the two numbers on one jersey, two, the other one 50, high on film in the whoa. back. Yeah. You'll probably see it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah check out the Instagram to see that. I'm part of Pittsburgh, but that's really Pittsburgh beautiful. Yeah. It yeah. was, it it was really not super hard job. to like, <laughs> pick out stuff for the two of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, we're pretty open. black and yellow. Check. What do you guys <laughs> like? What do you want? I don't know. Um, we don't want anything except your unending hours of content creation. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you are incredibly thoughtful. Thank you so much for all of your time, all of your gifts throughout these years here on High on Film. Uh, it truly, truly, truly has been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, you have helped make it what it is uh, and have been part of uh, many of my favorite parts of the show. Thank you. It's, it's been an honor um, to, to have been such a part of High on Film history. The most common guest, I believe. The yes. most yes. recurring wow. guest. By kind of a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be pretty good, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So thank you very, very much. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, not at the time. Uh, find me on Twitter at Pretty Sound Guy. It's um, pretty much it. That's what's going on right now. That's what's going on right now. Aaron, thank you so much as well for your time. I am very excited for your final episode coming up in a few weeks Thanks. to see what you're going to choose. And uh, we'll celebrate all things Aaron Coleman on High on Film then. I'm happy to celebrate all things Dave right now. He's my favorite guy. He's great. He's great. This is what happens when you pick Josie and the Pussycat. That's it. Friendships are made. Mm -hmm. Bonds are strengthened. through the fire. And forged through the fire. Yeah. For eternity. Aaron, this is uh, the end of April. Do you have anything to plug? Oh, yes. Uh, I have a show upcoming at Westside Comedy Theater. I have a grad review going into rotation at Second City. Uh, and then I just, you know, I have my my hilarious musings on Twitter at, at Universal Center. 
please follow. There you go. And check out uh, the Back Alley Racket Club at Westside Comedy Westside Theater. Westside Comedy Theater. Thank you. Yes. You're very welcome. Thank you. Brad Davis. Chris Maxwell. Thank you as always. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, it always. It's my pleasure. <laughs> what are you plugging today? Uh, at VD Always GP on Twitter and Instagram, and I love you, Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, my baseball blog you can find on my Twitter page uh, about love letters to my Pittsburgh Pirates. There you go. Guys, I'm at Cross Maxwell across your social media accounts. That's Chris with an O, where the I should be. Uh, at High on Film is the show wherever you want to find us. Find us. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and yeah, of course, highonfilm.com for 241 episodes of High on Film, all for free there. Uh, the last hundred on iTunes, of course. Listen um, to everyone. Listen to every single one, because you're going to miss us when we're gone. Mm -hmm. And of course, of course, please check out this wonderful new podcast uh, called Death at Sunset. It's a film noir, comedy noir, radio play, not film noir, comedy noir. There's no film. Not it's really. A podcast. That is true. I don't know a lot about it, it's but so I hear it's good. great. It's so funny. Everyone listen to it. There's some really good, amazing actors attached to it. Everyone check it out. The reviews are in, and they are rave. <laughs> so please check out Death at Sunset. Uh, four parts, 20-ish uh, minute episodes apiece. Um, you should definitely check that out from Brad and myself. Otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening week after week. We will be back next week with another favorite guest and a brand new movie. And Dave... We bid you goodbye. I love you, yeah. Dave. It's been an honor. Still Should have another sir. Hunger Games cannon go off. <laughs> uh, Are we killing him? No. Because I'm dead. <laughs> you just... Oh, Aaron. You're a complicated woman. <laughs> I'm a winner. <laughs> you are a third place today. <laughs> all right. Well, like I murdered you. So. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I love you all so much. Goodbye.